0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. That was more energetic than I normally do, Ryan. It was. You prefer the energetic version?
1: I don't mind it. It's nice.
0: You're listening to Inside of You. (laughs) Nah, I don't want to be announcer guy. You know, I I never had a a good voice for years. I mean, all of a sudden people say, oh, we like your voice. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, thanks, I guess. Because I was so used to my voice being annoying and kind of like high-pitched, but maybe I started puberty. I don't know the answer in your forties. Maybe
1: you have a good week. Yeah, I had an okay week. How was your week.
0: It was pretty good, man. I'm alive. I'm, I'm I'm doing my gratitudes more. I'm trying to be thankful for more stuff. Um, had a great conversation on Instagram live last week with a kid, uh, Zach, a friend of mine, his dad's a friend of mine. Um, they became friends of mine. I met him at a con and he has a bionic arm. He was born without a limb. Wow. And, uh, he, um, writes a comic book called the bionic kid and, he uh he's only twelve years old, and what a sensational young man he is and, and great great family and so positive and and just works really hard and um there's this company called limitless uh l i m b t l i m b i t l e s s limitless and you could donate and uh help his cause they make um they make it easy for people who need bionic arms. That you know they don't want people to pay, so they could always use your use your donation. So it's a great uh place. uh I think it's limitless dot three D, or just go on Instagram to limitless with a B, limb limitless. And uh, I did this great con- Had this great conversation on Instagram Live just with him for like thirty minutes, and just talked about him growing up, and if it's hard for him, and how grateful he is to have a bionic arm, and you know, and he's just a pleasant kid, and it was really nice to do. Usually I do, you know. Instagram lives to promote my podcast to promote the the band do something funny and this felt like it was something good and it was easy and uh I I love talking to him so Zach all my love to you great conversation you can find that on my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum uh and thank you everyone for listening um where can they uh subscribe Ryan
1: they can subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify and uh youtube.com slash inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum and yeah. then, of course, the handles of uh, at inside of you pod on Twitter at inside of you podcast on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Yeah. So please subscribe. Follow us. All that. Send 100 emails every week to all your friends and make sure they subscribe. We could use your love. Mm-hmm. Thanks to all my patrons out there. Um, big family now. Got a lot of patrons. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash inside and join today. I'll, I'll send you a message after it's, it's just like a big club. A club full of people who have a lot of similarities and um, enjoy the podcast and uh, they help it out a little more. They um, donate and you know subscribe. Well, donate, I guess. And uh, there's a bunch of added stuff, you know, Zooms and uh, merch boxes I send and all that stuff. So you guys know the ropes. So uh, what's it called? Patreon.com slash inside. And thank you for uh, supporting the band Sunspin. If you want any merch like lunchboxes, hats, uh, beanies, coasters, the the band is Sunspin. You can see my logo shirt right here. It says Sunspin. You can get these sweet shirts. Go to sunspin.com. You can book the band if you want. Book a Zoom um, and the Inside of You store where you can get tons of merch like Lex autographs, Lex Luthor stuff, Flash stuff, Lex Luthor t-shirts, which I'm almost out of. In fact, uh, a lady ordered a small and we don't have any, so I have to now be the bearer of bad news. Sorry, I don't have one. I'm wearing it. No, no. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks. And that's uh, the inside of you online store. And there's always uh, usually have um, discounts on there. We had discounts the last two weeks. So sweet. Also, my buddy gave me this uh, bottle of vodka. It's pretty amazing. It's uh, P-A-P-O Papo Joe's Papo Jays Papo Jays Lambanog Vodka, detailed hundred from a hundred percent coconut nectar. In the islands of the Philippines, Papo Jay's Lembanog Vodka. Ooh. So check that out. He's uh, he's just a buddy. Um, pretty good weekend. I, I sometimes I just find myself getting overwhelmed, and then I take a deep breath and I say, "Hey, things are okay." And then I think, "Oh well, you're not on the right meds, or oh, you're on this." And I'm like, "No, you're just uh, you know, you're not perfect, dude." So go out for a walk, have a workout, mm-hmm. disconnect. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I had some good interviews this last week. We interviewed this one guy who really talked about mental uh, illness and yeah. uh, can't wait till he airs. Um, talks about having a psychosis, mm-hmm. psychotic break. And that was interesting. Um, last week was Richard Spate and Rob Benedict from Supernatural. And, uh, you know, we talk about Rob having a stroke and Mm -hmm. Richard saving his life. And that's just a fascinating story. So catch up on that one. Today's guest is, uh, he's become a friend. I think this guy's got a heart of stone, (laughs) gold, (laughs) gold, not stone. (laughs) Jesus, uh, precious stone, precious, precious precious stone. That's right. What's a precious stone,
1: uh, silver, like a, like a, like a ruby, like an opal.
0: Oh, you're thinking that stone, is yeah. That, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, so
1: I'm I'm trying to justify your slip up.
0: Yeah. Well, we could just uh, forget I said it and stop dwelling on it. <laughs> anyway, you've seen him in Goonies. You've seen him in Rudy. You've seen him in Lord of the Rings. This guy's been everywhere. But boy, does he open up! And I just always enjoy talking to him. And uh, you could you know watch this on video um, and watch watch the wonderful Sean Astin. He's uh, he's a terrific man. I didn't know that, but his dad is. Um, mr adams he was the original uh uh mm-hmm. what's his name mr oh, adams that's, and the adams family
1: i mean that's as far as i know too
0: yeah anyway why don't we waste no more time and get into sean Aston? it's my point of view you're listening to inside of you with michael rosenbaum Inside of you with michael rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience ladies and gentlemen sean astin is in a studio do you have a studio at your house dude
2: i'm in my daughter's bedroom what and we've set up this little uh i just recorded a book on tape and uh so it was the it's the only room with dead enough sound so uh she's like dad what are you are you i was like yeah no i'm doing a podcast she goes can i have my room back so (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so you're in your daughter's bedroom right now yeah and is it a corner of her bedroom is it like because i
2: have these little like wardrobe stands with furniture pads on them but i'm so sick of zooms (laughs) like oh here's your backyard oh this is your living room oh this is your whatever i'm like you know what i just have this thing set up i'm gonna do this like some badass in a studio guy
0: well it looks like professional it looks like i mean you know your mic's in the air you know it's yeah. not just in front of you yeah you, you got the sound sheets up the the blankets it, it, you could be anywhere but i
2: know there's
0: her little oh look I'm at not, that it's
2: inappropriate for me to show her room so i'm just gonna
0: it's completely inappropriate <laughs> how are you buddy i miss you
2: I'm so boring. That's what I am. I'm boring now. I miss you too. You look—you haven't changed a bit. COVID hasn't hurt you.
0: Uh, That's not true. I I knock on wood. I haven't gotten COVID, but like I was just saying today, uh, Ryan's like, "You look like shit." I go, "Well, you know, I just got off these meds that you know for you know some anxiety stuff, and I got off it, and I'm just a little dizzy. I'm like a little bit off, and I just took a big poop, so that was cool." But,
2: so, uh, so you're off, like if you lay down and then you sit up, you're off, or no you're just it's just, like all the time
0: it's just like it, you know, when I turn my head, it's just a it, it's a second of like it it kind of comes back to me, but it's when it, did it's, you
2: fin- when did you finish
0: your uh lap? two days ago. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of an abrupt thing. It was just a, like, a you know, I was on a low dose and it was just like not working. So I
2: don't know how everyone isn't on anxiety medicine. I mean, too <laughs> many Christmas. This entire planet <laughs> is anxiety inducing. You know, I, I mean, we, at this point, helicopters go over the house low. And I'm like, Jesus, Christ, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the is here. Uh, well, I, I'm yeah. sorry that you had that uh, challenge. But you look from my side of things. Badass as usual.
0: Well, thanks. There's some filters on. No, there's no filters, <laughs> but like, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past, but like, I, I, I mean, are you anxious? Do you, are you getting anxiety? Do you deal with it? you take any like uh, Xanax or anything that's like cope with this Shiza?
2: I'm, I haven't taken any, um, any anxiety medicine. I listen, we're all, um, the mental health situation coming out of this pandemic for every single human being is something that has to be addressed actively. You can't, I don't think any of us, I mean, I saw some show from the eighties. We were sitting watching TV, which is like what we do. And some show from the eighties came on and there was a scene with a bunch of people in it. And I literally had this feeling of like being worried about the people in the room. (laughs) Like all those people are in the same room together. That, that's not healthy. That's not safe. You're like, that's <laughs> <laughs> you 1987. So, I mean, I yeah. definitely, my entire consciousness has, has been, you know, reconfigured or something. So yeah, no, I mean, I, we're, it's, we're hurting. We're absolutely hurting. There's no question about it.
0: When you say we're hurting, your family's hurting.
2: Yeah. Oh, me, my, my family, my wife seems to handle it the best. But each of the kids, uh, we have three daughters. Yep. And we, we all go through moments where you're like, what is wrong with you? What's going Oh, like, wait a minute. Maybe if it wasn't COVID for the last 12 months, this moment of, you know, anxiety just says a different word. Like, what is anxiety? You know, it's, um, we we got a um, a camper.
0: Ooh. We
2: haven't left the house.
0: Wait a minute. You haven't left the house since March in a year. No, 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 no. Come on. You go to the grocery store.
2: No way. Everything gets delivered. The groceries get delivered on the steps. sits out there for a half hour. We have, we, the, my, my girls all have, um, asthma and they all get pneumonia really easy. And so their their doctor early on was like, you know what? You're in a high, you're not in a high risk group. My wife actually is. Cause she has a thing, but, um, I don't know how much I'm supposed to talk about what they have, but the, <laughs> the, um, they're like, you You need to be on the extreme end of cautious. So we yeah. we took that. Now, and now, you know, yeah. So yeah, I have anxiety. Now we're like, how, when, do we, when do you go outside? Every time I see people outside, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on with them? The only time I've gone outside was our car battery when the fires were happening. I'm like, if we have to evacuate because of the fires, we need to make sure the cars are running. So I had to go out and jumpstart the cars because the battery died. And then I would just drive around in circles inside of our little gated community, you know, for 25 30 minutes watching people walking their dogs without mask and being like you know, <laughs> like they're vampires <gasps> the people without their mask on. um so yeah i mean and then we got a camper but uh i we had our our former nanny and my and who was sort of functioned like an assistant for us really for a lot of a lot of years was um happy to greet the camper deli- when i say camper i mean like one of those teardrop fits one person guy in Yosemite who's going to be rock climbing outdoor campers, right? Like
0: not like a, I'm thinking of a big RV, like a camper.
2: No, no, no. This is like pull behind a, you can pull it behind a a car. It's so small. You can lift it up and move it, but it's got like, you know, all the stuff you'd want. It's got a, a stove, a stove and a microwave and a bathroom and all that stuff all within you know, it's like the size of three porta potties, but in a teardrop shape. And we got it because the girls were worried. And This was right when it was happening. This was like in May, right? During one of the big, the, the first big peak, I guess. Right. And the girls, we were worried like, okay, the last time we had to evacuate the house, first we spent two days in a hotel and then we have all these dogs. Oh, that's our, instead of Xanax, we got a puppy.
0: <laughs> that That calms your anxiety? The puppy.
2: Well, it completely takes your attention away from everything, and they're so cute. So, Aww. but once that settles, you have to keep getting a puppy like every six months. <laughs> what
0: kind of <laughs> what kind of puppy? I go crazy. I have a two and a uh, half year old. Uh, oh,
2: we we this one is a King Charles, uh, King Cavalier, Char, King Charles Cavalier, whatever it's called, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and it is so cute. He's like a uh, she's like a teenager now. She's grown from this to this, and she's. Uh, my wife was up all night with her last night because she must have eaten like a piece of popcorn that she shouldn't have had or something. So that wasn't that wasn't a pretty, pretty story. But we have so we have like we have a lot of we we have, I can't even talk about our dog situation. But we have that's our um, but the camper. So it's small enough to fit in the garage, and we we have like a normal two door, you know. The we have two, we have a two door and then a one door. So it's like right. a, you know why but,
0: such a small camper? You have got three girls, you got a wife, you got dogs, you got
2: it was a bad decision. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad. Just, <laughs> it's something a bad bigger. Decision. You got a
0: little money. I mean, you got three kids, so I don't know how much. Yeah, but we did, But where you are you going to put it?
2: We where are you going to put Your it? Your
0: driveway in front of the house. Let people be no, upset. We live, gotta-
2: we live on a hill like this, like yours, but like tw- three times as steep as yours. Ooh. Like this. Like if you drop a basketball out of like you get out of the back and you open up and a basketball falls out you will kill a child on a tricycle at the bottom of the hill. It is <laughs> it ends it up is, at the it, forum. It is a steep remember that Bill Cosby routine about go-karts it's like a <laughs> do you remember that dude, his no. comedy album it's like his first or second comedy album he did this hilarious thing about go uh, karts I don't know maybe we're not allowed to laugh at it now but but anyhow, oh, you can laugh and at then, it now. But we were we the whole idea of it listen this is like your anxiety you managed it.
0: What do you mean I manage it? I'm I'm trying to manage it right now as I speak to you.
2: But think of the absurdity of how everyone is thinking about things. It's absurd. Oh, yeah.
0: Like I was watching the news today, Sean, and I don't want to just throw, you know, useless knowledge or like hearsay. But I did hear something like, oh, we know that the vaccines last at least three months. I'm like, I literally from the other room go,
2: What? Three months. Yeah, yeah. Was that from the White House briefing room? Was that from uh, the CDC thing? Was that from? It was. My biggest, my biggest problem has been you look at some of these other countries, and they may not be 100% accurate with what they're saying, but they seem to be speaking with one clear voice. And in our freedom loving country, there's no consistency in what you're hearing, partially because they're learning what's happening as it's It's happening, you know, don't wear masks or only wear masks for other people. Oh yeah. You got to wear masks for yourself. And you know, you, you play them back to back and you're like, are these people schizophrenic or are they really learning something as they go along? And, and you, and, and not just that, but you know, this, this situation was predictable and predicted. I mean, have you seen Contagion? Well, you've been just, it's great for your anxiety if you watch Contagion. I'm not watching that good. shit.
0: I watched uh, Greenland last night. My friend Morena yeah. Backram was in this movie Greenland with Gerard Jeopardy. No, Gerard Butler, not Jeopardy. Uh, totally different guy. Totally guys. different guy, completely different noses. <laughs> or is that Cyrano de Bergerac <laughs> Her that he body played? mass index. <laughs> but I watched it, and it was like this: these meteor fallings, falling out of the sky meteors, and I just was like, ryan i was like holy crap that gave me some anxiety right there that was enough you know that could happen you never know you always hear eh, a meteor is 400 million miles away it probably won't strike earth and no one gives a shit they're like oh yeah whatever uh not listening i
2: always hear that there's a meteor that might crash tomorrow and then they and then it passes by well we dodged a bullet with that one and you're like <laughs> First of all, why didn't you – I want to know in enough time to panic. I don't want to, like, have
0: my – don't rob me of my panic. Rob me of my panic. You don't want to know if it's happening. I want to know. It's got to be, like, the last second they're like, a meteor is expected to strike, and it's either that or they don't even tell you because it's, like, the fear that it will be instilled upon us. I think that will just – everybody will run over each other and, you know. I
2: remember seeing – I think it was Sandra Bullock on – the Letterman show. Mm -hmm. And I think it was her. It might've been another, uh, another actress, but I think it was her and her private jet had some trouble when it was landing, like the landing gear messed up or there was a flat tire when it landed and there was skidding involved. Mm. And she's telling David Letterman this anecdote about what happened and he's like, My God, well, what were you thinking? Are you okay? And she described it a little bit. And he's like, Yeah, but you seem so calm. And she goes, Well, it's not happening now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's
2: true. <laughs> like, um, why let's let us calibrate our our terror relative to the timing of a threat. So we know, like, there's a lot that we know and understand, and we can, and this is where religion can can play a useful role or jazz music can play a useful role. Like some people like, you know what? We're all, (laughs) nobody's getting out of this alive. We're all, you know what I mean? If we're lucky, we live to 117. Like that lady who just beat COVID in France or wherever. I mean, the queen is
0: the queen's almost a hundred. Margaret lived to hundred and something, you know, it's, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So, so then we are, uh, uh, midlife at the moment if we're, and, but the point is like, We've, there was a moment when, when Lord of the Rings won Best Picture, that moment, I I was like, I can, well, I feel like I've made a contribution to the, to the world. I feel like I've done, like, if I die now, I can die at, at peace because I, I did something. And I think teachers and nurse, nurses and firefighters, like if whatever your thing is, if you, if you live and it doesn't have to be epic you know it's like some people my wife i remember when we first got together we were sitting in the bathtub with my gorgeous girlfriend at the time and i you know she was this uh she's sexy and always still is of course we you're, waiting, you're
0: sitting in the bathtub with your wife
2: yeah she's obviously like, naked oh you know, yeah we, we take baths naked okay yeah. i just
0: wanted to make sure because you never know, I know some people... sexy. i'm
2: just painting a picture for you man <laughs> We just had our, fi- our our 30th first date anniversary uh, on the 13th. Wow. Yeah.
0: And you're going to be 50 in a week.
2: And I'm going to be 50. Is it a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy
0: yeah. shit, buddy. Life.
2: <sighs> Woo, but you've already
0: made a contribution, so who cares whatever you well, do now? Well, that's the
2: thing. Well, we were sitting, we were in this bathtub, and I was, I proposed to her the first minute I met her. I was like, you know, the fact that she even looked twice at me was ridiculous like clearly she had some mental defects because <laughs> you can't be that gorgeous and that stupid like I, to go for me i'm like this spastic actor guy running around and uh and and but we're there and she's from indiana her dad was a firefighter i grew and up in indiana farm. indiana's beautiful right and and yeah. you know but she was she was small town people she was working actually in beverly hills at the time at, at, at a commercial agency that's how we met but but her mentality as sophisticated as she was she was like real people you know, she's like no, a normal How person. How so? S- says what she means, means what she says. Like you know, doesn't can see uh, artifice for what it is. You know, like enjoys things that are exciting and and you know whatever. But but has a sense of perspective about the world. It's just a worldview. I know you know that that some people have a way of a way of being a settledness. She came from a uh, a family like her mom died when she was three. Her dad cycled through a lot of different women um she Jeez. uh there was there was a lot of drama in her early life and it just it just what came out of that was a person who was like you know what that that can define me or i i can be me you okay? know what
0: so though she, what i just figured out what you just said her dad died when she was uh or, her mom, mom died when she was mom, three yeah, her dad uh you know was a flanderer you know with women coming in and out and then my thought is then she sees you and for some reason you're already in the bathtub when she sees you, and. She has, she looks at you and says this, because this guy, you have a certain disposition that gives comfort to people. You are comforting Sean. And I think that that's a big part of let me, am I wrong? She just felt like you are a humble uh, man who could give her other Uh, things besides pleasure.
2: I think uh, I was both a a nurturing type figure, like a stable person. Cause I was all in from the second I met her. You know, what I mean there was no how fast no, come on. There.
0: People say that, but how fast were you all in?
2: Five minutes. Five minutes. Maybe this, less. This, this, did you say maybe, maybe less. not. Walked in, her brother worked, her late brother worked at the uh actually her late brother Carrington, that's he painted that.
0: Oh wow.
2: That's his painting. He was a painter. Oh, God, um but he uh he worked down the hall. She worked in the celebrity side and he worked in the uh what non-celebrity side? I don't know, whatever, but um he came in like five minutes after we met and she said, this is my brother, Carrington. And I stood up and said, Carrington, it's a pleasure to meet you. May I have permission to marry your sister. And he she was just uh, had broken up with someone that he did not like. So he was like, sure.
0: Just like that.
2: <laughs> he just sold her out. I'm like, damn, he's kind of like, don't trust that guy now. Like- How
0: many dates before you actually proposed? uh How long was it? A year?
2: I think, like on my knee with a ring, formal proposal was three months. <laughs> Jeez.
0: I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I hope God willing that happens to me someday.
2: That it I just have to I, happen like that for everybody. Well, and everybody no, but
0: has, I think it will for me. I think if I'm gonna either that or it's just I someone sticks with me for so long that I'm just like I I don't know they're still around. Maybe I should just marry this person if they could put up with my shit. I'm gonna because I just watched. uh this Richard Pryor uh, documentary and this woman just kept, I mean, this guy was not a great, I mean, look, genius comedian, one of the best, but also not a great guy. I mean, you know, there was some dark shit. And she stood, but even if after he got burned, even after he got, I think, MS or, uh, you know, she stood by him. He says, oh, let's get married. She's like, I mean, I don't even know how she said yes, but she did. And uh, I think that he felt like, wow, no matter what i do she sticks around man she loves me that unconditionally and there's something to be said about that like you know they put up with your shit and i think for me there's probably some deep down childhood shit that i'm like ah i can't be loved i don't believe it I, there's there's got to be ulterior motives no one could love me there's got to be that you. i know there is and I so love you. Well, I love you, too. But I think that there has to come a time where you have to say, you know what? I'm worthy. Uh, You know, someone should love me. But you've always felt like you could be loved. You're a lovable guy, right?
2: I'm telling you, I love you. I haven't done an interview in a year. Really? Well, I mean, I'm doing different things. But, like, the reason we're doing this interview is because there's something inside of you, some some pure thing that I, that means something to me. And, I, and of course you're worthy of love. Of course you are. You know, a lot of times you feel like some people, like you're a thoughtful guy and you're not just thought you're an emotionally thoughtful guy and you're, and sometimes you feel like you wouldn't be, you know, like you, you would, you wouldn't be good for the other person, you know, like you, like, but you would,
0: but I feel like I'm going to let him down. I always feel like I'm going to let you down. We
2: let every, we let you, I let my wife down so much. It's just awful. I I honestly, I like. You you let her down with the camper. For her, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I am me, and I'm. Yeah, no, we always let each other down. But like with the Richard Pryor thing, there's something inside. In particular, if you can see that thing inside somebody else, and other people can't see it because they're wowed by the spectacularity of it all, or they're uh, put off by the 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 you know the grotesquerie of all of it but you see that thing in them and they know you do, and they see it in you, that bond, that's, there's something, it's a connection. It's a soul. It's a, it's It's a sound, you know, but but my, what I said in the bathtub to my wife was because I wanted to be president of the United States. I wanted to be the CEO of a billion dollar corporation. I wanted to be like David lean or some filmmaker on, on some spectacular scale. I, I wanted everything. I wanted it all, man. And I, and so we're, and, but this, this girl was like more important than any of that because she was her. And 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 I said, trying to negotiate our future in the bathtub, I said, do you believe that some people are destined for greatness? And she said, I believe you can be happy having a simple life. And mm. I was like, "Fuck!" I knew she was going to say something like that.
0: Jesus, man, <laughs> it's so, it's. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's so, and so. Like some somewhere, when it comes to being afraid of the things in this world that can kill us, like you have to take care, you have to be cautious, but at a certain point, you have to live. I mean, that's what I'm going to be trying to tell myself when it's time to go back outside. This is a guy in a bunker talking. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside, neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R, neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off, and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by neurohacker, Qualia Cineletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences Mm -hmm. in herself. And and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synalytics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic.
1: As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body.
0: Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with
1: that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells.
0: Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, qualia senolytic helps remove those worn-out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to
1: thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their
0: product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. uh, I feel uh, more focused. um, Younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia senaletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: The most extreme thing, no, I think I felt depression during this, but I think the most acute thing I felt, and it's happened like five times over the year, is um, a claustrophobia, a panic associated with claustrophobia. like. Normally, I would think that I would be the kind of person who'd go out and help with um, food distribution for people or something. Something to contribute to society. I'd want to be one of the those people. And it's probably good that I like. I'm probably lucky I didn't do that. But but uh, because I'm like heavy and like when you're you actually
0: look good. You you, I look like you lost weight actually.
2: uh, From the time I saw you, I did. But my pandemic, I lost thirty pounds. I juiced and fitness and did all that in the, you know, like on the treadmill and in the backyard with jumping jacks and in the sun all the time. And in February, March, of last year, mm-hmm. I was like the pinup guy. I always wanted to be. Oh, I and remember then,
0: you were like really rocking it.
2: Yeah. And then came May and June and July and I hadn't eaten any sugar, no refined sugar at all. Cause it's sugar is my heroin. The, until July. And then the second I ate sugar starting in July, catastrophic. It was a catastrophic systems failure. (laughs) Well, I've I've
0: been doing that, Sean. I've been, um, I never was a sweets guy. I was like, I don't really buy sweets. I'll eat chips, but I won't eat sweets. And all of a sudden, the last few months, the whole Girl Scout cookie shit, you know, people are like saying, buy that. So I'm like, of course I will. And then I'm not going to eat them. I'll give them away. And then the mints, you can't not eat the mints. And then you got the peanut butter cookies, so you throw them in the fucking friz- freezer or fridge, and they get real I'll hard. Who eats the cr-
2: coconut ones, though?
0: Nobody's going to eat those. No, no, the co- no coconut. But then all of a sudden, you're like going, then I'm ordering um, post-mating Jamba Juice smoothies. I'm like spending $18 to have something delivered. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And it's like sugar city. Today was the first day I had a trainer come. He stood outside the garage outside and just told me what to do and it was hard. Maybe that's why I'm a little lightheaded today, but uh, it is It it's What did you so... eat? Did you eat food? Yeah, I did. I had a big breakfast. I had eggs, bacon, and and uh, I cooked myself some eggs, bacon, perfect, and toast.
2: Perfect yeah. workout food. No? I wouldn't say... Well, bacon, probably not.
0: What's wrong with bacon? be
2: protein, but, but like right before you worked out? No, right after. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you were carb loading up or whatever. Well, uh, yeah, man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like I had a donut and I had like, you know, <laughs> I had creeps and
0: I <laughs> I don't know why I feel like
2: shit. <laughs> I had positional vertigo once. Oh, you know what that is?
0: All I know is vertigo is is the Jimmy Stewart movie that is is creepy that you can't look down cuz you get like get dizzy.
2: Right. So the there's a word that I always okay, conical. The conical inner ear like it looks like looks like a shell. Deep in your inner ear they when you go into the ear nose and throat guy, they'll show you a picture of like oh this is your inner ear if there sometimes this can happen to people where you get a tiny like tiny can't even see it with the naked eye piece of grit or something that lands wrong in there and it makes you dizzy. I was doing a thing where I'd be in the bed and I'd sit up and my eyes would be going like this
1: Jesus. and I'm like oh my God,
2: I'm dying or I lean forward and you feel like this pressure in your head and you look up and my eyes would go, So I went to the doctor and they did all these tests and they go, you have positional vertigo. I'm like, what the, you know.
0: How do I get rid of it?
2: Well, I said, how do you get rid of it? He goes, it's really actually, it's kind of a lifelong thing. What? I've been experiencing it for weeks, for like two weeks, three weeks. I thought maybe it's, maybe I have the flu. I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was, but I'm not like a race to the doctor kind of guy back back then and in my twenties. And uh, the second he said that, I never had it again. Well, I may have had it a couple times like in the last 30 years, but, but I never, but it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to have that all the time. So I don't know if it was psychosomatic or if I just dealt with it a little bit better, but I don't know what the situation was, but for, I always thought it could get me out of um, like a DUI. You know?
0: <laughs> I have Positional vertigo. I don't really These tests, tests much, of yours but- are not going to work. Can you walk the straight line? No, I've just told you, I have something in my, colicule Kill, what is the Con- little I have positional thing in the
2: vertigo your honor
0: what's the thing in your ear the collicule, the conical
2: conical the hairy well, conical special- conical means cone
0: conical the means the inner heart.
2: ear is shaped like a cone right gotcha but i'm just saying like the um so i know that dizzy sensation but what i'm saying was the the um the the panic associated with claustrophobia because i would look outside and it was literally we have a nice big home and we're very lucky we have a nice backyard we can go in a pool and lay out in the sun and like, we're, you know, if you're going to be in house arrest somewhere, this is where you'd want to be in house arrest. It's nice, you know, but, but at a certain point, I remember Shaq saying at one point when he lost a championship and uh, like, was it before Kobe or with, I can't remember, but he, he was like, it doesn't matter how rich you are when you lose. He's like, you've got four walls and when you win, they seem like the biggest four walls ever. They go, when you lose, it's just a fucking wall. You know, and you're just staring at a wall. Right. And I remember thinking, like, this optical sensation that the walls were, like, w- wobbly. Like, I'm not going to be able to leave. Like, I'm not leaving. What happens if I can never leave again? What if, you know, this was before they talked about variants and stuff, too. This was like, this was, was like what if it lasts forever? What if, you know, and then you watch shows like Last Man on Earth. You right. ever watch right. that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah,
0: I've seen it, yeah.
2: Oh, that's great. Funny. Oh, my God, he's so great in that show. He kind of makes it like... It wouldn't be that bad to be the last person on earth, I guess. But anyhow, I that that sensation, all of the like layers of emotional and psychological stuff that come along with this, I think we all have to address ourselves to being patient and realizing that it is going to take time for us to learn how to human again,
0: how yeah. to be with other yeah.
2: people. Well and,
0: and yeah. Well, yeah. what's scary is well, doesn't it scare you? I guess not. You're the kind of person that they say you have situa- positional vertigo, and then the next day you're like, fuck, no, I don't. You know, <laughs> I don't have that, and then it goes away. So it may be a stupid question, but, you know, obviously, you, we talked about your incredibly famous mother, Patty Duke, the late Patty Duke, God rest her soul, and she suffered from mental illness. In fact, there's a, a organization, uh, the Mental Health, what is it called? Patty Duke the, Foundation? The, the
2: Patty Duke Mental Health Organization, which finally is making its first e- expenditure of money over, she died five years ago, almost six years ago. And, uh, well, just about, almost exactly six years ago. At the end of next month, it'll be six years. The uh, we, We've we just been holding the money because we, we raised a bunch of money, but it wasn't enough to do, to like start a foundation the way we wanted to. So now, connected with um, coming out of COVID, we're, we're uh, sponsoring or we're trying to help take, um, this charity that does, um, it's a running charity and, and it's for kids, elementary school kids. And it's, it's, it's a charity that I started, uh, and it's been self-sustaining, but at this moment, because of COVID it's, it's going to have a dip. So we've actually figured out a couple of things that we can do. And because kids need, um, it's called run third is my charity that I started and is my idea that I started. And then Mindy really started the actual charity, but it, it provides an after-school running program for elementary school kids in underserved areas. And the, the run third is I run first for myself. So we're teaching the kids about self-empowerment. There's a whole curriculum. I run second for my family. So it's about connecting them with their family and giving their, their family a way to connect with them. Uh, associated with with this running kind of experience they're having. Right. And the third is I run third for others. And so it's a hashtag RUN3RD. It's when I, in 2010, 11, 12, somewhere like that, I started this thing and it becomes like a living prayer chain on the hashtag. And we've That's got, it, it's in 12, it's, it's in 13 schools, 10 or 11 in Mesa and then one in Arkansas and one in Massachusetts. And so it's, it's it's having a dip at the moment because there's, they can't do the normal fundraising they do. And there's a right. 5K at the end. So these kids, imagine a fourth, fifth grade kid. They don't do, you know, most of them don't run 5Ks. But you, you basically give them this little curriculum and you coach them and you give them an answer. Kids are happy to do whatever you do if you spend time with them. So we, we provide yeah. this after school experience with them. And they, at the end of it, it culminates with them doing this 5K run. And they put on their back the sign of the run third who they're running for. So that's great. Uh, and they, the kids are like, they're so happy and they're so proud and they're they're so alive when they come through it. And, the, and it's it's a selfless thing. They're dedicating their run, so to speak, to to other people. And so the Patty Duke Mental Health Fund, that money that I've parked in nowhere waiting for something to invest it in, we're gonna support this because coming out of COVID, kids are gonna need structure, they're gonna need fitness, they're gonna need some way to orient to the world and I think it's actually a really good um application of that uh and the funny thing was right the day after my mom it was the day after she passed her the day after her funeral it was like the day I can't remember it was it was like a couple of days after she passed or something that I went to our 5k so I went from Idaho where my mom lived down to Mesa Arizona where the 5k was and people were there's condolences and it was it was a whole thing and so I don't know I feel like there's a, a tie-in a tie-in there but um um what the fuck was your question well no i
0: mean look it wasn't really a question it was like talking about your mom and talking about the foundation and after she passed and mental health but really the question is did you ever worry because it seems like someone you're you're not someone that i would worry that maybe bipolar manic depressive uh, they're both the same thing utterly right i mean um
2: oh if you opened up the diagnostic you know there's the that manual, this big, I can never remember that it's, a, it's the PD something. I can't remember what it is. It's a di- diagnostic manual for all mental illness. If you open it up and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people, but if you you know, I am sure that I satisfy a great number of the criteria that would be listed on it. So the good, you know, we talk about my wife, the, to have a partner in managing my mental life is, uh, a gift from God really. And then, you know, yeah, it's just very aware of me and my life and my history and just keeps, keeps an eye, keeps an eye. And then the other thing I was saying was that we have kids and it is a hereditary, uh, Situation, You know, the thing about the conical thing, just going back for a second about (laughs) doctors, they are not Uh, very conic, very conical.
1: Very conical. I
2: want to say something about that diagnosis. Their jobs, doctors' jobs are uh, constantly under threat of like the liability that they live under. Everything they say could ruin their career, their practice, their financial life, their kids' fortune. So doctors generally will lean on a more severe interpretation of what uh, you know uh, uh you know um uh, just they they give you a harder diagnosis than so to a cover lot of the bases yeah but i mean you're like oh well it's a permanent thing well it wasn't permanent but you know what i can never say to the guy after five years you never said that it was still going to be with me after you misrepresented right you said, something. And, you said it would go I mean, away Right. How many girls do you know who are like, I was told I could never have children? Yeah, true. Right? Right. Or
0: I, well, I, people like you, you can, you'll never walk again. Right. And then they walk. Right. If anything, it gives you, uh, what's the word? Ambition or, or not hope. I mean, that would be a hopeless thing to hear. I mean, oh, you'll oh, never oh, oh.
2: walk I, I again. Meant, I thought you meant the idea that they're not true always can give you hope. But no, yes. No, they give you. Determination. Um, Determination, yeah.
0: Determination. I
2: mean, that's really where people decide who they are. Sure. uh, How are you going to receive such a harsh uh, diagnosis? But I think with mental illness, you know, my mom's mental illness, her thing was use her diagnosis as a – I think we talked about this last time, but um, as an identity. Like, who are you? Are you the person who behaved badly on a few sets and in relationships and had a reputation for being volatile or are you a person who is a champion for something that you've overcome? So she chose, she chose that one. So we all pick what we want our narrative to be, what we want our relationship to the public to be. And, um, so I've always engaged the mental health bipolar discussion from the point of view of someone who grew up from a family member as a family member.
0: Survivor in a way, right?
2: Uh, you know, that's a word. Yeah, sure. I, I don't like that <laughs> word for me. I don't like it for me, but I certainly understand it. Um, um, I mean, that word is, we're, we're very aware of that word in modern culture right now because of the kind of the women's movement, you know, has advanced so significantly in the past few years. Um, <clears throat> and being a survivor is like a new, it's a new, vo- it's a new word in the, voc- it's not a new word, but it's gained real currency lately. So I wouldn't use it for me and with my mom's sense, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it probably is appropriate because, you know, it's, it was, there was like, we talked about it, there was, it was hard. There were really, really, really hard, painful, tragic, violent, like bad times as a, as a, as a kid. But no, what I'm, I'm just saying, like, I've, I haven't wanted to talk about uh, bipolar relative to me personally. I haven't wanted to say like, that's my identity. That's who I am. That's my experience. I've been more than happy to, because my mother for herself chose to make her experience, her diagnosis, her recovery, her advocacy. She made that a very public thing. She wrote books, she made a movie. She was, she was on talk shows. I mean, it was her her raison d'etre, you know, it's why it's who she was. It's what she wanted her legacy to be. I, I don't want or need that to be my legacy. What I, what I'm happy to do is travel around the country and speak to groups about bipolar disorder um, from the perspective of a family member. But you know, anybody who knows me, (laughs) who's experienced me in my life is like, Oh, okay.
0: You know, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. When you say okay, are you saying okay as if you might, not that you diagnose yourself, but when you read about things, you think there's a good chance that I probably have it and I'm working on it and it's a constant battle and something you don't really talk about?
2: Sort of. I mean, uh, any commercial I see on TV for any ailment, I'm sure I have that ailment. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> we can always do that. Well, I'm like, I oh my God, God my there's hair was flaky. I'm sure I have it.
2: Oh my know. God
0: fibromyalgia is <laughs> let me tell you that thing is always on CNN they must pay a- if they would just not do ads they'd probably save millions of dollars but honestly <laughs> I, I look at the fibromyalgia and I look at it and I go fatigue constant fatigue I'm like oh my god I, I got the fibromyalgia this show is sponsored by better help I don't know how many times I have to talk about this but it's so important if you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time um better has helped me substantially ryan here have been using it for a while and i you know don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp when you don't have therapy oh the weeks where i miss a session of course yeah yeah it's just it's it's, it's like Inside of you is brought to you by NutraFall. NutraFall is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing
1: something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday
0: life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a
1: multi-targeted, Whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrifol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrifol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrifol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrifol women's hair growth supplement for six months.
1: While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrifol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With
1: Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required, free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first
0: step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out Why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, dot com, promo code INSIDE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code INSIDE.
2: What I'm saying for me is that that's not a diagnosis that I want to make a part of my identity. I hear you. No, I'm just... Yeah. So, and you know what the, it's funny because I talk in a lot of these um, uh, talks that I do. I mean, I just gave a mental health talk to uh, the American correctional association. It's like uh, 1500 correctional officers right? and talking about my mom's experience, talking about my experience growing up, offering my perspective and thoughts about things. And, and one of the things that I talk about is language and how and 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 how language is i mean the mental health field the psychiatry in particular uh has come so far i mean my mom's thing was we have to destigmatize and you even see it now that nfl football ad was so great about you know destigmatizing it and everything else but in a, in a um not but also in a way that project of destigmatizing has worked in a lot of areas maybe not in all areas but you know if you go to if you go to indiana where my wife is from people are more than comfortable talking about their medications you know and oh i've yeah. got to go to cvs to get my medication oh i have and and somehow it's like it's a little bit more socially acceptable now for people to use that phrase and that that should be encouraging to anybody who has an issue that like oh there there's a lot of places in this world you can go where you are uh where 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 someone with that diagnosis is fully understood and accepted to be a total human being and it's not going to uh, limit your your life. And
0: that's exciting. That's, that's, exciting. that's exciting, it's exciting. thrilling,
2: but the vocabulary of psychiatry actually in a lot of ways is meant to be used between physicians and uh, between physicians and the drug world and pharmaceutical world and the nursing community and administrative people, and there's a lot of people for whom the the vocabulary of mental illness is really efficient and you know proper and thrown everything else, but it totally fucks up a lot of people. You know, actual human beings who are actually being diagnosed because in a lot of ways it's like uh it's like a death sentence for people. It feels like, like a that. brand,
0: like branding. You know, it's like this is this, your label, this is who you are.
2: Well that. But also just, just you know, they they uh, they call one of the words is uh, well, patient. You're a mental health patient, but you're also uh, they use the word sufferer. Oh, mm. this person's a mental health sufferer, and you're like, Jesus Christ! How is anybody supposed to develop like wellness in their life if they're constantly thinking of themselves indefinitely as a patient or indefinitely as a sufferer? Like that vocabulary is not helpful. That people is should not,
0: have, sufferer is not something people want to associate themselves with. No, I, I and, am and, a sufferer, and
2: Survivor and recovery. And like those words can be very, very helpful and very empowering and very useful, and particularly at certain phases of people's uh, discovery of their own like wellness strategy. But um but for a lot of people, it makes it so they don't want to get a diagnosis, they don't want to go to the doctor, they don't want to. Consider uh, the types of medications that might be available to them. They don't. Well, they don't want to consider it because they just don't like the vibe. And to me, the community could do itself a, a big service by acknowledging that its communication skills are like the lagging thing in their in their progress. Right. And so, what I was saying was, in terms of stigma, it actually is still there in a way, like in yeah. in, in in. uh if you have your druthers pick that diagnosis, you know, talk about that diagnosis or not. Um, I get a lot of positive feedback when I say to people, when they ask me what you're asking me, like, you don't have to, and relative to my kids, relative to anybody, you don't have to tell anyone what your diagnosis is. You know, first thing, the the willingness, the bravery it takes to to put yourself up for some kind of evaluation to see if, if some sort of diagnosis is, you know, appropriate for you, that takes courage. It's terrifying for people to do that. Um, And then, but doing that and then getting the diagnosis, that's just the doctor's half of the equation. You have to accept the diagnosis. And if you're willing, you know, uh, uh, if the diagnosis isn't right for you and you don't accept it, you know, good for you that you went through a process where you are more armed with information than you were beforehand. If you get a diagnosis and you're willing to accept it, because it's helpful to you, uh, then that's great too. Yeah, I agree with that. But then when it comes time to sharing your process and your experience, some people aren't like us. Some people don't feel good. Some, Some people's work environment, for example, is not conducive. If you were to, you know, you may be legally protected, but it might make people uncomfortable because they have some, who knows what. So you people have to decide for themselves if and when they seek a diagnosis they get a diagnosis, they accept a diagnosis, and they share a diagnosis. Each one of those things, guess who's in charge? The, guess who's the boss of each one of those moments? You. You're the boss of your moment. You get to say whether you're going to go get a diet, unless you you know, you find yourself uh, in that situation because of circumstances that you're unable to control. But, but, um, but choosing to get a diagnosis, getting the diet, And by the way, it takes a lot of people. It's much, much faster now. I don't know what the, the newest statistics are with the Psychiatric Institute of America or whoever. Uh, I'm sure it's within like 18 months or something like that, but I, that's just me spitballing. But it used to be when my mom was alive, when she was in in the mid-80s, it would take like eight years to get an accurate diagnosis. Eight years my God. of suffering. Yeah, until that's, that's shit. Be, and, you know, by the way, doctors can be assholes, you know? Doctors can be, and you, you, you never want to um, push away the possibility that someone could get help from a physician or a psychiatric professional, but they've come a long way too. They used to be real assholes, it, like as a class, maybe not totally, maybe I was insulated from it, but my experience of people was that they were so arrogant and condescending and dismissive and, un, you know, uh, unpleasant.
0: Unsupportive.
2: Yeah, unless it was in their way. You know, and and now I've seen I've seen physicians by and large now what I've been exposed to, and it's anecdotal, so people have to make up their own minds and choose their own thing. But like there is some humility that has worked its way into the system, Absolutely. because now people don't have the same their education, the physicians their education. Um, there's so much that they don't know and that they don't understand, and it's obvious to anyone that they don't know and they don't understand it. That it's like, well, this is what we do know. This is what we do understand, and we want to help you with this. But there's a lot of stuff we don't know. So I find that humility when it's expressed by physicians terribly reassuring, because I'd much rather have somebody tell me that they don't uh, that they don't know something rather than hedge or fudge or use their personality or intimidation or something like that, um, you know, to to compel me to do something or to obfuscate the fact that they aren't on hundred percent sure footing with what they're saying
0: you're on point today you're you're very passionate and fiery about this and i like it because you're passionate <laughs> very passionate about it and i really i appreciate that listen this is called uh, shit talking with sean Aston. i like that kind of ro- g- goes with your name shit talking with sean Aston.
2: my wife would concur
0: <laughs> these are questions from my patrons uh, rapid fire, or you know, if you really want to uh, go a little longer, feel free. But it's rapid fire, Sophie M. If you could have yes. fifty, fifty first no. dates, which I know you were in, what would your ideal date be to do over and over? Sit in a bathtub with your wife.
2: That's where, where I went. That's right
0: where I went. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I went with your wife. Uh, I mean, with you and your wife. Honestly, I mean, wait. I,
2: this is true before uh, COVID's uh, missing year. Um, oh, there's something else I want to share with you, but um uh a date
0: you do what would your ideal date be to do over and over i guess that you know
2: uh, honestly there's a place we go in hawaii and uh we can either take our little golf cart or we can walk down to where the uh the the, the beach side grill is and uh and we sit there and we have a little have a little drink and yeah just walking walking together sun sun kissed and walking down to the you know, at at sunset,
0: you yeah. just got warm and fuzzy yeah, thinking of so your life so after bad right thirty I'm, years I'm, of I'm marriage. I this
2: call, and I'm like, "We're going to Hawaii."
0: You're gonna go either in the bathtub or to Hawaii. Maybe just take the bathtub. There's party. a bathtub
2: in Hawaii, just so you know.
0: Probably. Oh, there's yeah. one
2: other thing I want to tell you. Yeah, go ahead. So, COVID. There's like epochs. The guitar period. I got better at the guitar. Not enough. I thought about bringing it in here, but not enough to bring it in here. Play but... something. Okay, wait. Hold
0: on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Hey, Mister hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I'm not sleepy, and there's no place that I'm going to. Hey, Mister
0: Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I, a- I love it, though it's sweet. <laughs> I, you know, you you, you enjoy it. I could see you enjoy playing guitar. You keep doing it. Play it, play more. <laughs> but
2: um 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 uh. So there was that. Then my union got into a, uh, there was a whole thing with uh, stuff going on with the union business. And I got deeply invested in that for a couple months. And then, Oh, look at this.
0: What happened? The dog's here, guys. The the dog's here. here. Oh my gosh. Look at that little monster. Look at those ears. What's her name?
2: What's her name again? Holly. Holly. You
0: didn't know her name.
2: I know her name. (laughs) Dad's one of our tricks is to make it like we're stupid and so they're like, oh, he's just pretending he's stupid. And then when we really are stupid, which is most of the time, it, they can't tell the difference. <laughs> <There you
0: go. laughs> okay, next question. Lisa H. In Encino Man, what was it like to work with Polly Shore honestly? And any thoughts for teaming up to make it an Encino Man 2, the older years?
2: We have all indicated that we would be more than happy to do a sequel. Um, personally, I want to know what Betty Nuggs looks like. <laughs> 30 years later so that was one of the that was a cave girl that came up at the end of the movie right. the tag I movie. Um, remember
0: what about Polly. Pauly,
2: Pauly was really focused uh really knew his audience he was really kind of at a sweet spot in his life in his career um where he 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 was he was ambitious he was kind of like the opposite of his character.
0: So wait, so he place. didn't talk to you in off camera, like, Hey, Shawnee, what's up, bud? What are you well, doing today? Bud? No, he was
2: just very protective of the fact that he had his hit MTV show and this thing was going on and he didn't want, <clears throat> he was just protective of it. So no, he would talk to me, but we didn't get on that great. Um, because I didn't really want to be doing the movie. Wait, and you then- didn't get
0: along that great.
2: Well, I mean, whatever we got, I mean, it wasn't like, there wasn't any bad anything, but, but was he just knew like, you
0: didn't want to do it. So there was a little bit like, Oh, uh, he didn't even want to be here.
2: No, I was kind of like, I had done some movies that were substantial movies.
0: Right. Like what besides Goonies and Rudy and, uh, well,
2: I did Memphis, Belle, and Memphis they were not necessarily Bell substantial in like on the historical Memphis Bell a big cinema, movie, but Memphis Bell was a movie that I did. That was, I think kind of an important movie. It was, uh, yep. uh, kind of a love letter to veterans of the, the air war in Europe. And um, it was David Putnam, you know, who, was, who did chariots of fire and, and the mission. And, it was you a know, very he, memorable
0: you, movie, but he, but you didn't, it took a lot to get you to do this scheduling and you weren't as passionate. So there probably was a little bit of animosity or whatever. I get it. Right.
2: Not animosity. Just <laughs> like, like how I thrown that word at you.
0: I just threw it out. Like you're like, yeah.
2: <laughs> so we, we, like, we just we, we just were like on different pages but like th- like brendan Fraser and i would play video games in the dressing room awesome we'd be like and cut and we'd run to the dressing room and go in the dressing room and play a video game uh, you know like uh, we were we bonded like that um later in life and times paulie and i i think like we I, we like each other like we're we're i think we'd be happy to be interacting together and i think i my i appreciated who he was and what he was doing at that time but it just was not my scene i'm just not the like guy's gonna like play a bunch of college campuses and you know talk about you know and just be hitting on all kinds of girls and i don't know it just wasn't my it just wasn't my vibe but i got why it was why he had the audience i got why it was fun and funny for him i just was it was me i was the problem
0: (laughs) i wasn't the problem maddie s you've had an awesome career playing the underdog morally good characters if you could choose what type and or characteristics of a villain would you love to portray on screen
2: um maybe the vulnerability you know it's a really weird thing when someone can kill people and yet they you're like you feel for them you're like wow that's coming from a place of pain you know because mostly you just think like shoot that person and, and get them out of society right but if you're if you're uh if you're an actor and you're studying like what goes into uh, a villain um i mean i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know that's just the first thing that occurs to me is that, you know, I, I, most actors who play villains tell you that they've got to find a way to find something about them to connect with. My, and, uh, uh, and I think the, that vulnerability, that sense of, or, 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 um, injustice. I'm like a, I'm like a, an injustice, a If I see injustice anywhere, it makes me so upset. It makes me good. so even like a kid getting bullied or the country getting bullied or whatever it is, I it just it just makes my blood boil, and I and I so you know to have a baddie who would feel a righteous sense of indignation and like they're doing what they're doing because they were wronged and they feel like it's the right thing to do. I don't know, and then you know usually there's some grotesque perversion inside of them that is makes them a villain. But Rosie, um, yeah, but I like
0: Rosie asks this. You always play great roles, sweet roles, guys you like. Have you ever worked with anyone that really bothered you, that was hard to work with, difficult to work with, and that was volatile on set?
2: There's one actor who, there's only one time I ever walked off a set. Like, I'm a professional. My mother was a professional. You know, she, she taught me at eight years old and 10 years old you know, how to hit your mark and can know where your light is and know your lines and be better for the other person off camera than you you are on on camera. Like just the kind of nobility of professionalism. And that's, that's what I've always, uh, it's always been in my soul. Even when I, even when I'm cocky, I still think I have that somewhere, but, but, uh, there was this one actor who was playing this like tortured, angry person. And there was a scene where there's a group of people on one side and that person on the other side, I don't want to describe it too specifically, but, um, the person with a prop, they, they used the prop violently too much. Like they were not careful. The thing shattered and could have gone in people's eyes. And it was like unprofessional. And I walked over to the director and I just whispered to the director, you better handle that. And the director looked at me like, like, I don't understand what you're saying. I was like, did you just see what happened? He goes, yeah. I said, are you going to address that? And he goes, I think it's great stuff. I said, bye. And I walked out and he chased me down the street to the thing. And and, uh, he said, I don't understand. I don't understand. I said, what just happened was unsafe. I was like, in order to work in an environment, it has to be safe. I was like, so instead of punching you in the fucking face, I decided to walk away and let you continue your unsafe behavior without me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't understand. I didn't. Did you see it break? Yes. Did, was it planned to be broken? No. Could that chip have hit that person in the face? Well, could it? Yeah, I guess it could have. Yes. Did you ask that person if they felt that could have gone in their face? Uh, go ask them if they felt that could have, if they were scared. You, there's We're actors. You, you know, there's there's a way in which we are, you know, our fear, we tap into genuine fear for it to work. But the kind of fear that comes from, you know, an out of control actor breaking something and almost injuring somebody is uh, not okay. So I walked out. Well, that actor came out sobbing and so upset. And and I, so I ended up sitting h- hugging the actor and talking through it. So it, it worked and, out.
0: It worked out at the end. It was just a big.
2: Worked uh, out. It worked out. We went back in there. So, I, that's not exactly like, you know, was there some human being? I'm sure there have been human beings that I was like not that
1: Fond much of a fan
2: of them as a human being. But uh, but that's the thought that came into my mind. Wow! Wait, I have to tell you this other thing. The third mm. epoch, the guitar epoch, Okay. union epoch. I got into grad school for six months. I've been studying public policy and uh, public administration at American University online.
0: What? Are you taking classes and getting grades?
2: Are you doing well so far? But this interview is putting me behind. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> what a dick! I love it. Uh, well, hey, no, but, yeah, no, I'm doing well. It is the hard. It is incredibly hard. It's much, 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 much harder than I ever thought it would be. My my brain is constantly being just bent in ways I didn't. I mean, one class was uh, um, uh, administrative law. I did two months oof. of administrative law, reading probably 120 cases of uh supreme court decisions oh my god, like wow and, and, and writing about it and then studying you know all about cbs you know, all Raptor, so it's, 1973 it's, been, it's something i've always wanted to do it's something i don't think i probably ever the only time i ever got close was when i was doing stranger things i had such a small part in it that i was um i was t- uh, studying for the gre like at my hotel room day after day after day waiting to go to work for 10 minutes and, uh, and then I got a job that took me out of the country and I couldn't, I didn't fall through with it. So this actually, in a way, the pandemic has provided an opportunity for me. That is a lifelong dream.
0: Dude, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. I could see how happy you are doing it, which makes me incredibly happy.
2: <laughs> All right. This is
0: it, man. This, this is, these are rapid. Now you just answer them quickly. Here we go. Last few, sh- uh, shit talking with Sean Aston, Leanne, when my brother was 18, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I had no idea what that was. I read your mom's book, A Brilliant Madness, really helped me gain perspective and understand my brother and his struggles a little better. So that was just a statement thanking you.
2: Mm, well, yeah, amen. <laughs> I thank her too. I've had so many people say the same thing to me. The big, This isn't rapid fire, but the biggest one was at a nursing home where my uh, or, or retirement home, I guess, um, where my wife's grandfather was. We went to visit him. and When I came out of his room, this nurse saw me barely any time to, to register who, who who it was the human that was in front of her but she locked eyes on me and then she almost like physically collapsed and I had to like grab her so I was like holding her up like your knees are shaking trying to hold this lady up and uh she's sobbing and she basically said the same thing that that oh, she just was said, said. Uh, was it leanne what was leanne, it
0: leanne yep yeah.
2: yeah so it um where it was her father who was suicidal and and he had a crush on my mom on her TV show in the sixties and he gave her gave him her book and he read the book in one sitting and stood up and said, I, I don't, I, I want to live. I want to live now. So, wow. but you know, that book was a, in our family, it was this, the cause of a lot of uh, Sturm und Drang. Is that the word? The German word is a lot of hassle. I'm a people Jew. Were not I
0: don't know if that's the Brothers word. Were not
2: happy. Dad was not happy. It was, it was, there was a lot of stuff in it that people didn't like. Um, but then over time that, pain from inside the family kind of went away and this is the legacy of that book is it helps people which is amazing
0: maya p rapid fire what's your proudest moment as an actor the one moment that pops in your head when when they got best picture lord of the rings was that it
2: yeah on, on the volcano in lord of the rings yeah
0: yeah wow.
2: but that was a lot a lot went into that moment but yeah i mean like a lifetime went into that moment but as the as a Uh, You know, I also, the movement of Rudy, where Rudy gets uh, accepted into Notre Dame, that was a huge breakthrough for me. Huge breakthrough. If it wasn't for that, then the Lord of the Rings moment would not have been the same.
0: Beautiful. Mary B., your last visit inside of you really touched my soul. People say that nice guys can't make it in Hollywood. You seem nice enough. How do you keep balanced? How do you keep from straying from your moral center? And you've answered that in so many ways. So in one sentence, how could you sum that up?
2: Uh, You got to know your way back. your moral moral center everybody nobody lives pinned in a moral certainty so my wife i love it shows shows me the way back to it
0: find your way
2: back find your way back to your hall
0: (laughs) do you know that song
2: uh yeah there's another song that is one of my favorite songs on this thing go on you have one more question right
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, what you do to stay a a positive Ray H, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you're with your family, you're doing this new thing online and uh, doing something you've loved. So it kind of, you kind of answered that one.
2: My wife has this philosophy, you know, her knee, she has a knee problem. She's needed a knee surgery, maybe a full knee replacement since before COVID. So her entire COVID has been limping. And, but she says that she makes a conscious decision. And I've seen her do this. There's times, you know, imagine she's got four kids, our three daughters and me, and dogs, lots of dogs. And it's like she is, she's the gravity. She's the center of gravity for our family. And, uh, but it's not always easy and it's not always fun. Uh, and she, you know, the help she gives to the girls with their homework, with their studies or online studies um, is incredible. And she says that she makes a conscious decision in the morning. When she puts her feet on the ground, it's going to be a good day.
0: That is very important. There's many times where I just go, Hey, I have these little signs next to my bed that says, breathe. It's okay. Life's good. You only get one. Let's go. Fuck it.
2: I'm, with, I'm withdrawing your privilege of having anxiety for one year.
0: You're like saying that you're I can't, you're
2: not a lot. You can have a little bit of anxiety, but when you reach a certain ceiling of it, Sean is there going, it's not today. You're not gonna you know like what, that I'll today.
0: probably think of that now. I'll probably no, think, no oh, joke. you're getting anxious. I'm like, no, Sean wouldn't allow that.
2: You're allowed to be who you want to be, but I just, you are such, your Don't soul so good, dude. Uh, and and anybody who has a soul that's as good as yours deserves not to have an unreasonable amount of stress and anxiety.
0: I'm working. I, look, I love you for saying that, and I really do, and I respect you, and I I miss you, and I uh I, I'm working on it man. I sometimes things just happen and you're you're so overwhelmed by them that you don't know where to begin again and you feel like you're going it's the same shit, it's the same routine it's the same you know it's just part of like this is what you do, dude, this is what you do wait a and minute, you know wait a
2: minute, wait a minute, you might have just found a, a the path to your own salvation there. You just said you don't know where to go to begin again, where can you go to begin again? What's a reliable place for you to go to begin again? If you can figure that out Ooh. then everyone gets overwhelmed, got everyone it. has, you know, problems and whatever, but at the moment where you go like, wait, I got to know where to go again, have a place.
0: You know what? That's brilliant. That is brilliant. I'm going to find that place because, ah. uh, Let me tell you something, man. This is the end of this podcast, but I will say I feel better than I did when we started. I felt like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm really not in the mood. I'm a little lightheaded. I just feel tired. A little, you know, whatever. You know, I get in my head. I just felt like shit. And then after talking to you for 30 minutes, the first 30, I completely had a shift. Did you notice my shift, Ryan? It's just, if you watch this video again, you'll see the shift from, because you comfort me, man.
2: I love you, man.
0: I love you too. Hey, give me a little the dizzy, made up. The dizzy
2: is you just have to feel like a jazz musician. Go with to, it. You just have to feel Pretend like a jazz. Nothing, you know I mean? yeah.
0: Hey, real quick, play an end outro to This Was Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum podcast with Sean Ask. Just make up oh, okay. something.
2: This was inside of you. This was inside. Of you oh that's the one i did last
0: time i like that this has been inside of you hey you know. listen i love you and i can't thank you enough for coming on again will you come on once a year
2: yeah once a year man i'm your man listen
0: when this is all over when i'm allowed to your house i want to come and just Hang out and meet the family. I really haven't got a I'm chance. To the, that. Uh,
2: the Mars Pod. <laughs> this is like I I feel like we're living in one of those biodomes that they set up. Like, can the astronauts survive for a year in the? Yeah, so come on out to our dome. See, there may just be bodies. It may not even be.
0: <laughs> that sounds appealing. All right, I love you, buddy. Thanks for allowing me to be inside of you again.
2: Love you, brother. All my love to
0: your family, and keep right, doing buddy. that course. I love that you're doing that.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna get a degree, baby. I'm gonna you get a are. master's degree.
0: I just uh, what what can you say about this guy that hasn't been said?
1: I mean, he's just he's done it all. He's he's a and he's a what a career, man. seriously.
0: And he just stays so humble and sweet.
1: I was looking over here because this is where the Rudy poster used to be. Oh yeah, the Rudy poster, but then I but turned no, it into not, horror
0: movie posters now.
1: Well, it you got a theme, which is fine. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's where.
0: If you check it out on YouTube, you'll see that I have a Lost Boys original poster signed by um, Kiefer and and Jason and Evil Dead signed by. uh uh, Bruce Campbell and a Fright Night poster signed by the director Tom Holland I just love movies and love horror and some people make fun of me for having these things but Kurt Russell signed my The Thing and Escape from New York posters Aliens poster signed by the cast I think these are cool things you may not you may think you're a dork Rosenbaum but you know what
1: you're jealous <laughs> that's it We're all just totally jealous. jealous. We're all just
0: jealous. Uh, Once again, if you want to listen to my band, the album just came out. I really do think you're going to like it. If it was crappy, I would not tell you to listen, but you can get the CD and you can get uh, uh, a lot of other great stuff. Beanies, trucker hats, lunchboxes, coasters, all on the sunspin.com website. website, That's correct. And uh, you could also get all the amazing inside of you. With Michael Rosenbaum, uh pictures from inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum or Lex Luther pictures, flash pictures, even sorority boys pictures. Oh, they can get all this stuff at the inside of you online store. Lex shirts. There's just so much great stuff out there. So I mean, if you think that stuff's great. I want to say thank you again for listening and please subscribe. As Ryan told you, you know the handles. Um, if you listen to the beginning, I don't think you're gonna start listening to this podcast at the end. So uh always looking for more uh people so if you if you like this podcast tell a friend and um have them listen if you were here for uh sean Aston, hopefully you'll come back next week for whoever it is we're trying to get uh bigger and uh, bigger guests and mm-hmm. that is always what we're striving good guests i should say we're just trying to get good guests at the end of the day you want a good guest i'd rather have a good guest than a big guest Wouldn't you
1: yeah but you seem to you, you you've done a good job especially lately of like Getting getting it out like if if there's ever any doubt in anyone's mind that like oh you know you 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 find the angle and you you get in and you really do, you do they're all good episodes.
0: Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, well, man. thank you. And you edit them, and that means that means a lot. Yeah, I, I tried to. Again, uh, I tried to think like just regular human beings, not like some actor going, hey, let's I just really try to ask questions that I'm interested in and kind of go down the little rabbit holes of.
1: Well, you start there and then it it always ends up with the human story. I mean, I
0: hope that's the goal. So keep listening. You get there. Listen to Ryan.
1: Will you listen to the boy? It always happens. Yes. The, the goods are in there. They're the, always in there.
0: <laughs> the goods are in there. The goods. Well, I uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate all the letters that you guys write me on hello at inside of dot com. Um, they're awesome. I read them all the time. If I don't respond to you, I just I don't respond to everybody. I can't possibly. But. I read them and i'm touched by them so if you want to leave any messages hello at inside of you i believe it is mm-hmm. and you can leave messages there sometimes people say oh i just made an order but uh i gave the wrong address i'm like well chances are i didn't look at that in time and i sent it to the wrong address so i don't know what to tell you sometimes i send free stuff uh there was a smudge once a little oh. smudge but the a dude's a collector, I got it. So I was like, look, send it back. I'll give you some extra goodies and stuff. I'll I'll sign it. I'll make it better.
1: I mean, then they could just clone you. They could just take your DNA. Mm-hmm. Just take your little fingerprints. I always that's try to it.
0: I always try to do the right thing, right? I always try to make everybody happy, and that's my problem. Cause I can't make everybody happy. You can please some of the people some of the time, a few of the people a few, a few of the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. That's just no. the way it goes. No. I don't know. Uh again, my patrons who make this show possible in so many ways. First of all, thank you, Westwood One. Thank you, Ryan, for amazing editing and engineering. Bryce for producing and really sticking with me, sticking with me, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. I love the podcast. A lot of people really love the podcast, so um, I want to thank those guys for sticking with the podcast. My patrons, if you want to join Patreon, again, patreon.com slash inside, I'll message you back as soon as possible. Uh, Here are the wonderful uh, top-tier patrons who I send the merch every three months or every four months, and I uh you know write little personalized notes and um, hopefully they're enjoying their time as a top tier patron uh and also thank you for coming to stage a few weeks back and supporting the band we play every last saturday of the month 2 p.m and 6 p.m pacific standard time show uh here are the patrons nancy d mary b leah s trisha f sarah v little lisa Yukiko, jill e brian h lauren g nico p you can see them right here they're on youtube look at this it's just amazing technology Wow. Uh, Robin S. Jerry W. Robert I. Jason W. Apathean Apathean. Kristen K. Amelia O. Allison O. J, Allison L. Jess J. Lucas M. Raj C. Joshua D. Emily S. CJP. Samantha M. Jennifer N. Jackie P. Stacy L. Carly H. Carly S. Jan S. Jamal F. Janelle B. Carrie B. Tabitha 272. Not to be confused with
1: uh t- t- 273.
0: That's correct. Jesus. Ashley Ryan. Kimberly E. Mike E. Marissa N. Uh, Eldon Supremo, Dan, Jack S, Love Ramirez Ramira, Beth B, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Ray A, Maya P, Maisha C, Maddie S, Kendra Gaff, Ashley E, Shannon D, Matt W, Belinda N, Kevin V, Kevin V, James R, Chris H, Osborn, 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 Osborn. Ajbejorn, Amy C, Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man, Chase, Sheila G, Ray H, Alyssa C, the T, Misha H, Tom N, Henry S, Katie F, Liliana A, Michelle K, Hannah B, Michael S, Talia M, Luke H, and here's the last patrons, John S, Andrew T. Can we have music, please? Claire M, Liz J, Laura L, Chad L, Rochelle E, Nathan E, Brandall Taylor K, Neil A, Marion E, Meg K, Janelle P, Dan N, Jennifer J, Wayne M, Diane R, Ojeda, Lorraine G, Olga C, Corey M, Carrie H, Veronica K, Big Stevie W, and Kendall T. Those are the top tier patrons, uh, and I thank you for the continued support and love. And I hope you're continuing to love the show. And um, I try to message you when I can. It's 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 not easy. Let's do a YouTube live soon too. We've got to play some music in a request line. So my patrons make sure you come to the YouTube live right now. We only get a couple hundred where you'd think all the patrons would come to it, but they're busy. They have things going on
1: in their lives. People got stuff to do.
0: People got shit to do, man. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you from my home in the Hollywood Hills of California.
1: I was trying to do trumpets like the show tune. Wasn't keep, keep doing it. <laughs> I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Up and i'm
0: ryan taiz yep and uh, we love you guys and we have a little wave to the camera hey thanks so much for uh joining me on this tuesday i know you guys are busy or whatever day it is on your way to work on your way home if you're having a tough day i wish you the best day i hope it gets better it will get better um we got to make the most out of this uh life that we're we're given and uh, i appreciate everybody um and all their support thanks